Hello, and welcome to Pure Evil, a true crime podcast, and I'm your host, Courtney. In this podcast, we will not only discuss the heinous crimes committed, but also go in-depth of the background and psychological makeup of these killers. You can expect to hear cases ranging from cold cases, solved homicides, and missing persons. So let's dive in. In this week's episode, we will be looking into the life and crimes of Darren Roy Mack, who became the subject of an international manhunt in June of 2006 for the stabbing death of his estranged wife. Born January 31, 1961, in Reno, Nevada, Darren Roy Mack was your average young boy. Growing up, he enjoyed playing sports with his friends and his brother Landon. Darren attended Reno High School and played baseball during his teenage years. Upon graduating from high school, he attended the University of Nevada on a baseball scholarship. The Mack family owned and operated their own business called Palace Jewelry Loan Pawn Shop. Darren began working at the family business at the age of seven years old. As he got older, he got more into politics and even founded the Nevada Pawn Broker Association. Not much is known about his life up until his marriages. On June 1, 1986, Darren married Deborah Ashlock, whom he had two kids with, one son and one daughter. Not much is known about their marriage other than it didn't last and they ended up divorcing on August 16, 1991. What is surprising is that this wasn't Darren's first marriage, but there appears to be no documentation that can be found showing his first marriage, nor is there anybody that has come out as being his first wife. On May 13, 1995, Darren married Sharla Samsel, now known as Sharla Mack. Together, they had one child, a daughter. There's not much found on the internet about their married life together other than a select handful of witness statements. Although, despite the dooming marriage in 1998, Sharla had a billboard put up in Reno stating, The Mack family presents Darren Mack, 1998 father slash husband of the year a unanimous decision by his wife, Charlotte, and his three wonderful children. By 2003, Darren's income was estimated to be around $500,000 a year and having a net worth of an estimated $9.4 million. But having money does not mean you're happy. Family and friends have all stated that both Darren and Charlotte were abusive towards each other and both participated in swinger parties. According to Charlotte's friend, Charlotte wanted out of the swinger lifestyle, but Darren did not, and he wouldn't do anything to help out with this situation. He just wanted to stay in the swinger lifestyle. Despite his efforts, Charlotte wanted not only out of the swinger lifestyle, but she wanted a divorce. On February 7, 2005, Charlotte officially filed for divorce from Darren. Charlotte was scared of Darren and even mentioned to a family friend, that he's out to get me and someday he will probably kill me. Pending their divorce proceedings, Darren moved into a condo and Charlotte remained in the family home with the children to provide them with a source of normalcy. Although with Darren being the only moneymaker of the family, soon Charlotte had issues paying the bills. At this time in the divorce proceedings, Darren was part owner of the family pawn shop and worked independently as an eBay merchant. The divorce proceedings were going along just fine until it came for the divorce settlement. The judge in this case, Judge Weller, ordered Darren to pay $10,000 a month to Charlotte, to which Darren claimed it was money that he did not have. But regardless, Judge Weller ruled that Darren had to pay it as he did have the means. This enraged Darren to no end. On June 12, 2006, Charlotte drove over to Darren's condo to drop off their daughter around 9 a.m. 
Darren had a friend over, Dan Osborne, who took the couple's daughter upstairs to play to allow Darren and Sharla to have a conversation. At some point during the next hour, Dan heard Darren's dog whining, but nothing else, so he went to check to see if everything was okay. The horror Dan must have entered is unimaginable. Dan saw not only Sharla laying lifeless on the garage floor bleeding, but Darren's dog was completely covered in blood. He immediately called the police and took the couple's daughter to a family member's house. A few hours after the police are called to Darren's condo, they are summoned to the Millsby Lane Justice Center as they received a report of a really loud bang. It turns out that the judge handling the Max divorce proceedings was hit with a single gunshot through the window of his office. His judicial assistant was also hit, but luckily it was only by the shrapnel. Judge Weller was rushed to the hospital and listed as in critical condition. It did not take the cops or city officials long to have a suspect in the murder of Sharla Mack and the attempted murder of Judge Weller. The police soon arrived at Darren Mack's condo. Outside the garage, investigators located three blood drops, so they proceeded to open the garage and what they found was beyond words. Investigators found Sharla laying in a pool of her own blood. She was stabbed seven times. They also located a note entitled Darren's to-do list, and on that list it read, and the problem, as well as listing the weapon and ammunition that he would have needed to carry out these crimes. Additionally, the police also found a rental contract for a silver Ford Explorer. Surveillance from the parking garage across from Judge Weller's office also showed a silver Ford Explorer going into the garage at the same time the judge was shot. Following the murder of Charlotte and the attempted murder of Judge Weller, Darren Mack was now on the run. He was able to escape to Puerto Valerita, Mexico for 10 days, prior to being found in a pool at the resort by the authorities. He was carrying $360,000 in cash, 20 credit cards, a pair of shoes with blood splatter on them, and other clothing items that had blood on them as well. The Silver Ford Explorer was found abandoned in Ensenada, California. On November 5th of 2007, Darren Mack pleaded guilty to first-degree murder and took an Alfred plea to the attempted murder of Judge Weller who was also in the courtroom at this time. For those who are unaware, an Alfred plea is when a defendant in a criminal case does not admit guilt to the criminal act and states their innocence, but also admits that the evidence presented by the prosecution would be likely to persuade a judge or jury to find the defendant guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Darren was sentenced to life in prison and is eligible for parole after 36 years. Darren has attempted to appeal his conviction on multiple occasions. Following the trial... On March 8, 2008, a jury delivered a $590 million settlement against Darren in the wrongful death of Sharla. $560 million was awarded to the couple's daughter, Erica, and the rest was left to Sharla's estates. If you or anyone that you may know are currently in a domestic violence situation, please tell someone and get the help that you or someone you may know need. Join me next week in a new episode of Pure Evil.